Wrestling Geeks Wrestling fans, how are you guys doing out there? This is Dane Alves, and I got another enticing episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance ready for you today. Today, me and Chris will be journeying um, to the the road that is stopping, that is known as WrestleMania. You know, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, by next week, we'll be waiting for night two of WrestleMania, and I've already consumed quite a bit of wrestling. So this is a WrestleMania weekend packed show, you know, we're not going to go over uh, pretty much anything for the last week unless it comes out in conversation. This is strictly to go over um, one specific news item uh, that we need to talk about. And, you know, we're going to go over Supercard of Honor, uh, the multiverse or of matches that from Impact. And then we're obviously going to be going over WrestleMania night one, night two and give you our predictions. But I can't do this show without me hanging out. You know, just just acting like a like a true, you know, uh, thug, you know, just chilling with with his grill. And uh, this is a horrible setup for you. Uh, Christopher, brother, right Patton, how you doing, man? I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great, buddy. I'm excited to talk about wrestling. It's weird. We're doing it on a Sunday. Um, exciting, but weird. Uh, lots of wrestling to talk about. It's going to be a great show. How was your week, buddy? That's that's how normally how we start this off. <laughs> uh, it was it was good, man. You know, just a good work week. Uh, rough start to the weekend, I will admit. Waking up Saturday and finding out about Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, uh, one of my favorite bands, tragically passing at the age of 50. But I mean, that's life. As far as me with my. Uh, my week at work, it was good. How was uh, how was your week, man? Very similar. A big Foo Fighters fan myself. Not as big as you, but uh, I do love the Foo Fighters. That was very tragic and sad news and threw me for a little bit of a loop. But the work week was uh, okay. I watched a lot of Big Bang Theory while coding. So <laughs> that was that was pretty much it for me. Sounds like fun. That's uh, interesting. Um, I did not do that, but I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about wrestling cause I'm a, a giant wrestling dork and you know that cause <laughs> we talk constantly about it. So yeah, I listen to a lot of observer and, uh, WOR and WOL and the Lance storm. The Lance storm podcast is my favorite by far. Uh, with Lance and, and Brian Alvarez as far as wrestling shows that aren't our show. But uh, yeah, did the same thing. We, I, listen, I was uh, in on Tom's live, Facebook Live. I highly recommend people go Tom Clark's main event. I think it's a great show. We had some hot takes on there. But uh, yeah, pretty much the same. That in throwing on shitty sitcoms. That that was my entire week. So uh, And writing code. So if you guys like C++, I could tell you all about that as well. I don't think you know where that's it's what at. the listeners are here. I don't think that's what the listeners are here for, though. 
No, they're probably, I guess, uh, in for uh, some wrestling stuff. And uh, there was some unfortunate news that we will go over uh, before we get to the um, the matches themselves. And just uh, give props to the man and talk about this whole entire situation. So, um, 52-year-old Triple H, the game, Paul Levesque, however, whatever you want to call him, basically. He was on uh, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith. and. Uh, Basically, that after that quote-unquote cardiac event, major heart attack, essentially, they had to put uh, a defibrillator into Hunter's chest. So think about that concept. Defibrillators, if you guys don't know, that's a technology they use, you know, with EMTs and, and at obviously hospitals, that if your heart stops, to jolt you back into there. He has one now built in his chest. Um. So, unfortunately, the quote, as far as what he said, uh, as far as in-ring, um, which I get asked a lot about, I'm done. I will never wrestle again. First of all, I have a defibrillator in my chest, which probably not a good idea for me to get zapped on live TV. And just, uh, yeah, you know, very uh, out of nowhere. Um, Hunter's obviously been absent from what he was doing beforehand. You know, it's not really speculation at, at this point. I'm not trying to throw any type of blame, but there was a lot of stuff that happened to Triple H directly within that company. Uh, Nick Khan becoming such a uh, force w w within the upper management uh, coming in there for the business stuff. And it looks like, you know, we've talked about it. Inevitably, Vince will use Nick to help him sell the company. And it's not going to go in the hands of Stephanie and, and Hunter, which is what a lot of us fans presumed. I'm sure they'll have a high level in executive still uh, past Vince once that all goes through. But NXT completely de derailed, changed up um, due to Vince forcing um, basically a great show that was on one, you know, once a week on the network to being the show to go against his opposition with AEW. And when it didn't live up to his standards, obviously, he intervened and we have complained ever since of the uh, new version of it. So um, just a crazy turn of events. Obviously, he had that cardiac event. And now finding out Triple H, his last couple matches, his one against Seth Rollins, where he put Seth Rollins over at WrestleMania, uh, and then the three Saudi Arabia matches, the one against John Cena, where John went over, uh, the DX, uh, Brothers of Destruction one, and uh, what am I? Which one am I forgetting? I know that there's one more match. Doesn't matter. Well, he did a he did a Mania match with Batista. Oh, with Batista. Right? Batista's the yeah. other one. Yes, where he beat Batista. So that's it. You know, this was definitely. Not up to him. I'm sure that he would have definitively liked to have had a last match. You know, John is basically the last person to beat him, essentially. Unless he took the pin in that DX one with the brothers. I don't, I don't, I, I, I pushed that one out of my fucking mind, basically. But, um, yeah, just what a legacy. One of the greatest heels of all time. And I said this because of the time period in which I was watching. Triple H became more despicable to me than Hollywood Hogan, than Vince McMahon. I hated him. I hated what he did to 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 Mick Foley, even though in the scheme of things, Mick's trying to build him to put him over. But in my perspective, he's just heinous. And then he goes after Austin and the game and 
you know, evolution and everything with Booker T. Like it, he played one of the greatest villains of all time. Um, and uh, for everything, Hunter, especially your behind the scenes stuff and trying to reshape WWE, you know, even though it didn't work out, thank you so much for what you've contributed towards wrestling. So long live the game. We'll get more into, you know, we can talk about matches or whatever, some of his highlights. But uh, Chris, you heard the news. Triple H confirmed not only is he done with wrestling, but he has a built-in defibrillator uh, just in case his heart get, you know, has any issues, basically. I'm going to start this out by saying I think it's really cool that you can get a built-in defibrillator in your chest. And they should just start doing that as soon as we're born. That'd be amazing. <laughs> like, that you're half, like half robot <laughs> right out of the womb. Um, no, all kidding aside, Triple H had a wonderful career. It didn't seem like, I know that heart, I hate that they called it a cardiac, cardiac event for so long. Cause this happened what back in September and the way the interview went, he said that he was puking blood basically or coughing up blood. Like he's uh, doc holiday and tombstone. And they sent him to the emergency room where like, they gave him percentages of how bad his heart was failing. And he said it got down to like 12% or 11% or something to that effect of like his heart's functionality before they were able to uh, complete the surgery and basically save his life. Apparently he goes on to talk about like um, wrestling, not meaning as much like he still has goals and things that he wants to accomplish, but it really put things in perspective as far as his family goes, which I mean, he has two kids, a wife, et cetera. I, I do realize that it is the game, but he's also a human being to some extent. So it's good to hear that. It did immediately make me think about probably the amount of steroids that triple H has used over his career. That ties into maybe the Lance Armstrong documentary uh, where he talks about, you know, steroids make everything grow bigger. So if you have a small defect or if you have a small cancer cell, it's all going to grow, which was interesting to hear from Lance Armstrong. Um, and that could potentially be the situation if you look at early Triple H versus, let's say, when he made his return at Royal Rumble. Uh, there's definitely something to be said about that. And uh, the guy definitely put a lot of wear and tear on his body. I'm glad he's okay. There's a lot of great Triple H matches, so I'm 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 curious on where this is going to go next. On what what's your most watched Triple H? Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. I I would say personally, my top three favorite Triple H matches. His one with Undertaker, where Sean was the referee, the end of an era match was fucking awesome. Um, I, you know, every time he got in the ring with Undertaker, the earlier WrestleMania when he was the American Badass was a great match. The one right before that, uh, the year before, um, the the end of the era match with with uh with Undertaker. Uh, but the two that really stand out. Like my favorites, I don't know, because then there's the Shawn Michaels one too, where Shawn came back and fucking had his uh, first match back with Hunter, and they just beat the living shit out of each other. Uh, but then I love the the three stages of hell against Austin. That was such a great storyline. Well, actually, I shouldn't say it's such a great storyline because some of it involved Rikishi hitting him with a car, and then Hunter, you know, to get the fucking heat off of Hunter in that scenario. And then inevitably he was just the one who caused it. So 
You know, there was some goofiness, but that three stages of hell Stone Cold match is awesome. But the two matches I, I keep on trying to get back to, the, the two at Mick, the Hell in the Cell and then the one before that, you know, he was able to just go to a point of just you didn't you wanted to see Mick win so badly. And like I said, the whole objective in that storyline was Mick was trying to get Hunter to that next level because he knew that even though he would do a lot more afterwards, at that point in time, he knew his time was coming up and he couldn't put his body through as much stuff. So he sacrificed his body even more so to put Hunter over. And I mean, they destroyed each other. There's one part in that in one of those matches where Hunter gets a giant piece of wood lodged in his fucking calf and it's just hanging out there for a while until he pulls it out and starts bleeding everywhere. Like they pour buckets in that in both those matches. And uh, like I said, I, I think that's you. If you're a good heel, you want to be praised for being a good heel. As weird as that sounds, that means you're effective. And like I said, Hollywood Hogan. Rick Flair, you know, I didn't see Rick as a he- or as a heel. I I saw that afterwards, but what I was presented with Rick Flair most of the time besides the early 90s where he came to WWE for that time period was a babyface in WCW, one of the opposition with the Four Horsemen and Piper and Sting trying to go against the NWO and Hollywood was great, you know, but and Vince was great too, but Triple H for some reason because he could back it up in the ring too he could go from being a, a chicken shit heel, Chris, but he could also turn up that aggression level where he actually seemed like a legitimate threat to that other person. And didn't matter if it was Austin, if it was Foley, if it was The Rock, if it was Jericho, you know, all who had great feuds with Triple H. But um, that's another one. Him and The Rock, uh, what was that, SummerSlam in 97? That's another incredible match. He'll go down as one of the best heels of all time and one of the, I think, more res- later on, I would say, more respected wrestlers within the business. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And actually, you took one of mine because you're talking about the hog slap or hog slop intercontinental title match him and the rock had. Was that him and the rock for the icy belt or was that king of the ring? I'm trying to remember. I believe so. Yeah. I yeah, believe so. so. That match, the Cactus Jack match, which you've already talked about with the thumbtacks, and uh, I think they pulled like 200 thumbtacks out of Triple H that night, even though he won the match. That's probably one of his one of his better matches. And then um, him versus Taker with Shauna, special guest referee. It was a, a absolute great match between him and Taker. He's had a bunch in between there that are really, really good as well. Um, but those would be the three I would say. If you don't know anything about Triple H, those would be the three I'd focus on and, and maybe go watch. Um, his entire run and evolution is pretty good too, but uh, the matches weren't necessarily the best because you have a lot of fuckery with evolution. I do like that uh, the one him and Seth had, if we're talking about more recent events, him and Seth Rollins had a pretty good match. It sucks that he's never going to wrestle again, but I do think this is an opportunity WWE could use that leads us into another storyline of Cody Rhodes uh, as being the the former mentor of Seth. 
uh, I think you can do something cool with that where Triple H comes out and Seth is doing his weird Joker stuff. He thinks that Triple H is going to help him. And really, he's the one that brought in old Cody Rhodes. I don't think it's a coincidence that this Triple H interview happened now, right before Mania. <laughs> Especially on Stephen A. Smith's show, who's a very controversial sports figure. Uh, they're... I, there's going to be something at Mania with Triple H. I mean, I don't think he's going to wrestle or anything, but I, I feel like it probably ties into Cody and uh, Seth. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a we've kind of talked about that beforehand, and I, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, it's just it kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, it, it, if that doesn't happen, whatever. But I mean, it's perfectly set up, and. Uh, it's kind of like the rumors of The Rock coming out at the end after Roman beats Brock, you know, and just kind of like doing a stare off uh, is another rumor. This WrestleMania is, is shaping up to be good. We're going to talk about it. But uh, Hunter getting involved in the storyline with his old protege, Seth Rollins, who honestly, no offense to the Saudi Arabian matches or the one with Batista. I kind of definitively go. It's kind of like. We know the Boneyard match was the end, but like his actual, to me, Undertaker's last match match that I think of, and not the one that he's that flattered by is the one that he did with uh, Roman. Uh, and he had some other stuff, and he definitely built himself back up, had that match with Goldberg where well, we're, we don't have to go into that whole entire thing. But, you know, I'm going to think more associated with his ending being that, uh, you know, Hunter's than losing, no, than beating Batista a couple of years later. Like, that match was fine. Um, it was what it was, really. Uh, you know, you could tell Batista hadn't wrestled in a long time, which, you know, skill sets already kind of limited with him. But Triple H, regardless, what I should say is that he's had damn good run and for and, – and, you know, it's understandable. Being political, definitely. I mean, when it comes down to politicking himself and the whole shovel style – that's definitely there. But at the same time, you got to look at the other side of it and how many wrestlers he was willing to put over, uh, you know, in the company in that same time period throughout the late 2000s and into him going with the authority and then building it on a different aspect and then taking NXT and making it what it was, basically. And um, I think his legacy is going to kind of be one of the best heels, but also, like I said, being one of those guys that just got the business. Um, just uh, too bad with the outcome itself. That it sucks. It was kind of, you know, forced away from him. But then again, there's a level of of, of uh, ownership, and um, like you said, I mean, steroids will do that type of stuff to you, and uh, your heart is a very, very important muscle. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, you know. I was a huge Triple H mark as as a kid. I had one of those it, I'm that damn good shirts on um, back in the day. So love Triple H. It's going to be sad to see him not do anything. And I'm going to put in quotations in the ring. I think that means that he's not going to have like a full match. Um, but yeah, it's it's very convenient. This interview is happening right before Mania which makes me think yep. Triple H is going to be involved. Maybe that's just the wrestling fan of me is like, oh, it's not his chest is not at work. Like he did have a cardiac event we all knew about 
or what they're calling a cardiac event, which would have been better if they actually told us what was going on with Triple H. Uh, I understand why they didn't because they're a publicly traded company and that might tank their stock a little bit, but good for him. If he's prioritizing family and stuff, there's still a whole lot he can do in the business. And um, man, if you look at the last 30 years, he's one of the greatest hills. I would say, right. Yeah, trying to think of the, would you say also that, um, you know, obviously I would say Bischoff and Vince probably are two of the best. Vince being number one to me for authority figures, effective authority figures, like from our era of watching wrestling. I think Hunter's up there, too. He was He's definitely been – because I'm not even just talking about the authority. I'm talking about the, the Helmsley-McMahon era, too, when he was running shit, when Vince was gone – in the early 2000s, and then even in a way with Evolution, he's always kind of had this like, I'm the son-in-law, you know, fuck off type of concept. Like, you know, even in real life, everyone thought this was going to go all to Shane. <laughs> and then Triple H and Stephanie got together, and it seemed like, well, Shane was gone for seven years and just got fired recently, so you tell me. Shane wasn't jacked enough. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I mean, when he's what thir- he held the belt 13 times. He's feuded yep. with pretty much every baby face they've ever had in the past. Let's say main event baby faces. I mean, Triple H is uh, a mainstay in WWE. It's going to be weird to never. I'm not. Also, I'm not. Di- I'm not buying in on the never, never seeing him again in the ring just because it's it's wrestling. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lawler had a heart attack and then had matches afterwards. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to buy that, yeah. but, uh, it, it does seem like you he took a step back on a pole tried... match. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, it's, it was cool that you came out and talked about it. I, I'm looking forward cause I've only heard the, the, the primary clips, but the full interview comes out what tomorrow on ESPN plus or something with Stephen A. Smith, who I am not the biggest fan of, uh, in general, but I'm going to listen to that interview. Yeah. I'm definitely not the biggest fan when he talks about UFC as if he knows what he's talking about. That's my favorite thing about him, but controversial, uh, sports broadcaster. He'll probably have a, a good interview with Hunter. And like I said, I hope Hunter the best. When I think of the attitude era, there's usually three people I think of, well, probably four with Mick, but it's The Rock, Austin, and Triple H. And they kind of held it down for time periods. Like, it really goes, like, 98 is very much Austin. The Rock rised in 99 when Austin was out for part of it. And then Triple H in 2000, you know, that was, I mean, in DX right before that, I mean, it's just... uh Pretty impressive career. So thank you, Hunter. I think we've rambled on about you enough, and we appreciate you here at Wrestling Geeks Alliance for all that you've contributed. I'll just uh, also end it at this, just because I just finished watching the whole series. Um, I'm sure he's going to be one of the next episodes that they're going to do on the the series that they're doing on Peacock called WWE Evil. But just to let you guys know, all the episodes are 40 to 45 minutes. Really good stuff. 
Uh, they definitely tell the WWE story, you know, where they can, since stuff's already happened, they can kind of go back and uh, reinvent um, uh, the, the, the story itself, if you will, because that's WWE. But if you can get past that, Brothers of Destruction, Ric Flair, there's actually a really good one with Stephanie McMahon uh, that I really enjoyed because she was such a fucking bitchy heel uh, perfectly. But, um, yeah, just check it out. Uh, good stuff. Chris, I know that you haven't got a chance to watch them, but, um, you know, you've heard about this whole entire series. Uh, Randy Orton's another one. And I love that the series itself, Chris, basically the way they do it, it's a biography about the wrestler that really goes not with their personal life so much, more so with the storylines building them up. But it also just kind of tells you their story as well of, like, if bad things happen to them in real life, that kind of forced this character to come out. And it's uh, very well done. Very well done, just like most of their stuff. And this is a A&E joint, or is this a uh, Peacock joint? Peacock joint. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I mean... Uh, for best heels, I think the first one I would have done was Bobby Heenan, as far as that company goes. But outside of that, I mean, they they got some good names. The Brother of Destruction one seems super interesting to me because I don't consider the Brother of Destruction heels. I mean, they both played heel characters, but that tag team in itself is not really heels. So I'm assuming it deep dives into uh, Bad Guy Undertaker, Bad Guy Kane. Yeah, you At start with point. The Undertaker and kind of go over the whole mythology of, you know, the story with Kane and then how they came together and, you know, then one does this, one does that. But it's not like, obviously, like they talk about Ric Flair, The Miz, you know, people, Sasha Banks, another one, people that are obviously heels uh, within their career are stronger than that. But it's not... It doesn't mean that it's all about that. It's just like kind of how they contributed from their life and becoming these evil characters and shit. So it's uh it's in- interesting. Like I say, they they kind of write their own uh, history as usual, though. Did they do like a burial of Ric Flair since he's suing them, and also the plane ride of uh, plane ride from hell come out? I like that was a question I got asked. Do you think they're gonna bury Ric Flair like they did Warrior? Well, they didn't. That's a fucked up thing. I, like I keep on saying, like, I don't even think they buried Ultimate Warrior with that A&E thing. I think they buried fucking Macho Man way more so. Uh, but uh, I, I was thinking of more of the self-destruction of Warrior, which came oh. out years and years ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. That That's that's a that's a very nice. No, they don't. They they really go in depth in his career. He's in it. Um, I know. From what I hear, this is the fucking crazy thing with this whole situation. This goes back to business stuff like that and licensing stuff. And it more has been a ongoing thing with him and Nick Khan, who's in charge of that whole entire thing. That's where Rick has his problem. So I'm assuming they made this before any of that happened. And I don't think WWE has made comment or even acknowledged the Plane Hunt from Hell uh, documentary. So I, I think they were just pretending that's in La La Land is what I'm assuming, because these, they definitely go into everything uh, with him, including, you know, when he was a babyface, and him and fucking Bischoff are now really within, you know, having heat in real life and shit, so. But anyways. Yeah, it's, 
it's 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 just weird because it's like um i mean obviously they probably filmed some of this stuff during covid i would assume where you yeah. had like a gap but um i don't know i i like these uh i like these wwe documentaries i think they're done well for the most part uh the miz as evil in i don't know i guess it depends on what you mean by evil i could i, I could think of yeah other you're heels. you're thinking you're you're thinking so too much into the uh title itself which makes sense i mean it is called evil but they kind of do a good job summing it up and they're definitely having another season this is just the first eight episodes for it right I, i'm gonna check it out i'm definitely gonna watch it because i feel like they do a really good job of putting video packages together so i'm sure it's a pretty fun show to watch yeah there's some good things about kevin dunn not a lot um him being a producer on these shows i guess is one of them so Good job, Kevin. Also known as Bucky. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about these two smaller events next Friday, man. You know, this is happening. WrestleMania weekend's coming up. And, uh, I mean, besides having SmackDown itself and Rampage, we also have two pay-per-views. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not 100% sure with the Impact one, uh, the multiverse of matches. Very, very clever, guys which will feature people from New Japan and Ring of Honor and everything all in, all in one show. Um, what time this is going on? Because they're having this in Dallas, and then the other one we'll be talking about that happens Friday is Supercard of Honor, which is also it's in Garland, Texas. So fucking same area. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, the Briscoes are on this. They're in two different tag matches on Friday, which, my lord, these both should be just violent-ass matches that they're involved in. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to how they set it up on Impact this week. I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the one from this last week yet. Um, but let's uh, let's go over this card. Chris, actually, if you got a chance to watch Impact and did anything get set up with the Briscoe specifically on there with the Good Brothers, or are they just throwing this in there? No, there was like literally no setup as far as the Impact show itself goes. Um, they talked about there being a match, but they set up the big things they set up was Moose versus the Walking Weapon, and. Um, I would say Chris Saban versus Jay White. They talked about that a lot, which will be a really good match. Um, and then they set up something for the women's division with uh, Mickey James, Sasha Steeles, or is it Tasha Steeles, right? Uh, and um, Matt Cardona hit Mickey James with the Rough Rider. So I think that match is probably incoming at some point. But that's like they didn't do a good job of setting up um, that pay-per-view. There's good matches on it, and they showed them throughout the show, but it wasn't like, you know, the Briscoes are coming kind of thing. Yeah, it, this, this looks like an awesome card, and I'm looking forward to it. But some of the some of the participants, it's just kind of random. But uh, let's go into it first match. Jay and Mark Briscoe, this is a... Um, I, champion versus champion, the Impact um, Tag Team Champions, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson are going against the Briscoe Brothers, the Ring of Honor uh, Tag Team Champions. Dude, the Briscoes are fighting the Good Brothers and then going and fighting fucking FGR in the same day. 
which maybe they can use that. I don't know if FTR is going to beat the Briscoes or anything like that. But if they were to, it would kind of make sense if they kind of use that in storyline that they already had a match previous. Because this is a very affiliated with Ring of Honor. We'll, we'll get to it, but um, on Impact itself. So I wonder if that will cater in, you know, to that other match. But um, I got the Briscoes. I I guess they got to beat the Good Brothers, right? I got that one as a. Yeah, I got that one as a uh, fuck finish because of uh, the violent by design, which is what they set yeah. up on um, the impact before leading into the pay-per-view or this week's impact. They did a violent by design versus a good brothers match. OK, that would make sense. Uh, you said it. Chris Saban versus Jay White. That should be a tremendous match. This one's really interesting. Uh, leading. Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, their leader, is going against Tomihiro Ishii. Uh, dude, this should be a fucking great match. Should be an incredible match. For, poor Eddie Edwards is going to die, though. <laughs> so. he, he can take a lot of damage. I've seen uh, Sammy Callahan put him through a lot. Um, I'm going I'm to go with uh, Ishii if I had to make a prediction on who's going to win that one. Do you think Jay White's going to beat Chris Saban? Maybe try to get back at, at Alex Shelley in some devious way. I think he's going to I think he's going to beat him uh simply because they're going to continue that storyline and Jay White is one of their bigger superstars, so I think he's going to head to the heavyweight title position, probably have to go through Moose and uh then the walking weapon, Josh, Josh Alexander, I would think. I, I feel like Josh is going to pick up the title for Moose here. So, You know, Jay, we, we're just talking about Hunter. Jay has always kind of reminded me of Triple H in a lot of ways with his heel work. And uh, this would be a good time since he's kind of gotten, I don't know if he wants this, but more comfortable with the fans of being like the, the cool heel. You know, I kind of would love him just beat Chris Saban, do some dastardly shit to do it, and like literally just completely beat the crap out of him to get Alex Shelley's attention, have a mini feud again with Alex, have him get the win back from Alex, and just try to be more that old school Jay White switchblade heel that I remember terrorizing people like Tanahashi uh, in New Japan of just being this despicable human knocking over Jim Ross and almost getting in a fight with fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, damn it. I can't remember the, the UFC guy. Don, Don Callis. Was it? Don no, Callis or, uh, no. Um, uh, Josh Barnett, when Josh, Cam- Barnett, right, Josh when, Barnett. Yeah. When Josh jumped up and was like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and Jr. accidentally broke one of his ribs from falling over. That shit was crazy. That, that happened. But I want to see Jay White turn up the heel, uh, within this. Me too. I kind of wish the match was the second match of him versus Shelly, though. Yeah. Because uh, they had a great fucking match at that last pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. Alex Shelley's on a different level right now, and it's probably because he only works every six months. <laughs> but I still love Motor hey, City Machine. Pick your spots, man. You know? Um, so Deanna Perrazzo, she's either putting, and I'm assuming she might be another person doing a double thing. I w- it, it could make a lot of sense because what she does is she puts a challenge out there. Someone comes out, they pick either the AAA champion or the Ring of Honor champion they're going for. 
and then they have a match. So maybe the the triple A one is on the line in this match against whatever opponent, you know, you threw out Ember Moon. Who knows? They're definitely going to try to go a little bit out of the box, I would assume. Probably not someone from their normal Impact roster. And then she'll go and defend the Ring of Honor one at that pay-per-view. So I could see her, like I said, like the Briscoes, doing a double uh, double match type of day over in Texas. Deanna Perrazzo, we've said this many times before, Chris. One of the best technical wrestlers in her generation, I would say. Um, do you have, so you said Ember Moon. I can't really put an idea of like who I could see. Well, here's an idea. If it's for, and she's called her out, um, someone that's very a part of Impact before in the past, Ty Valkyrie, maybe shows up wanting to take that AAA belt from Deanna. I could see that happening. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there, Chris. I, I think that's a good pick. Um, I, I'm just saying Ember Moon because they're going to – I feel like they're going to try to drive some life into that women's division. It's one of the very few things Impact does super well <laughs> is they actually yeah. do have a really good women's division right now. So if they got money and they want to sign some people, like there's some good ones out there. Um, but – that's a that's a good one as well. I I don't know. I mean, you could do Rosemary, I guess, if you really wanted to for the AAA title. She's worked there before. It'll be interesting. Maybe the titles won't even be defended. It's just going to be a straight honor match or whatever, like handshake. Whoever wins, wins. But, uh, yeah, there's lots of good talent there for Deanna Ferrazzi, who I think – Right now, if I was going to do my top five women's wrestlers in the world, she might be at the top there. I don't know. It's pretty damn pretty good. Damn good. It's pretty damn good. Definitely agree with you on that. The stipulation is uh, for either championship, so it is a championship match. But we'll find like I said, she hasn't been added, but they haven't finished the list yet for the Ring of Honor one. So there's a good chance she's going to be on that one, too, defending her Ring of Honor championship. Um, so who knows? Are, I mean, are they going to bring in like, um, was it, uh, the girl from, oh man, why am I, my brain is, my brain is blinking on me, Dane. Uh, the one that like, me all time. tried to, sh- sh- tried to shoot on Rosemary. Are they going to bring her in? Sexy star? Uh, probably not. Sexy I, star. I would, I would have... remember we, we talked about sexy star is on, um, is wrestling in a promotion in, uh, Cuba. Um, same place that uh, Velveteen Dream and, and Marty Skrull are wrestling at currently. Um, All right, so c- control your own narrative, I guess. Uh, this could show up now. <laughs> Austin Aries is there, so maybe it is. C- control your own narrative. Oh my God, that's hilarious. All right. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, Deanna Parasu can go against. I mean, there's tons of great female wrestlers yeah. out there. I don't have one set person uh sexy stars just big in triple a so i would assume like potentially she would be a choice for that or serena deebs i think would be fun if they can work out that kind of deal or you know especially because she has the ring of honor women's championship right now as well right yeah so basically within this person comes out they pick which title they want to go for so like it's it's going to be kind of obvious who her opponent is if they're going to pick the AAA one or the Ring of Honor one, 
Um, like I said, if Ty Valkyrie comes out, she's in fucking triple A. I could see her going for the Ring of the uh not the Ring of Honor, the the Lanus Del Rey Triple A championship. So uh it's gonna be interesting. What I really I think, think is gonna been- happen, Chris, is she's gonna probably defend the triple A one at this event against whoever comes out and then have a match at the Ring of Honor uh pay per view for the Ring of Honor championship. That would probably make the most sense. Has it been has it been long enough to bring back Tessa Blanchard? I don't know. Um, she might be on that island in Cuba, actually. So the, <laughs> island, the con- island of misfit toys. She's controlling her own narrative. Um, she's controlling. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you equate it like that. Well, we can't we can't put EC3 and Broad Strowman in the same category as some of the misfits over there. They've kind of caused their what, own problems. What, what weird anti-vaxxers plus anti whatever company they work for? Like if you look at that group of people you're like man hmm. and austin okay. theory's weird ass uh, yeah teddy austin hart's Aries, there yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird yeah. group of folks I'm, I'm hoping that maybe whoever in cuba decides to do this um and just get all the misfits in wrestling and give, give them their own promotion you know give them another chance and then jimmy havoc and by all all <laughs> All the misfits, you don't mean they should bring in, like, Jerry only to have a match, right? Like WCW did. <laughs> no, not, not not really. Not in particular. Okay. Okay. This is just, just a joke, people. A little dark humor. Come on. You know how. Let's have fun. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to the Impact X Division Championship match. Ultimate X match. We have Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, Rich Swan, Vincent and Willie Mack, there is one thing that is very glaring. That's, I'm, I, dude, I don't know this. I'm just wondering how long Ace Austin has on his Impact um, contract. That's because he's been there for a minute. Um, I, I don't remember hearing anything about him signing an extension, and he's gotten lower and lower on the card after having a tremendous push in the past and looking like he might have been considered one of the guys to have the main belt. If he were to have gotten it. They were talking on an interview with him and um, Chris Von Vliet, I want to say a year and a half ago. He would have been the youngest champion. He would have beat, beat Tessa's uh, uh, record. Obviously, that didn't happen. But he's not on this. And out of all the names, I like Trey Miguel. I, I think that just like MSK has suffered from not having Trey Miguel involved with them anymore when they were the Rascals, I think Trey Miguel has suffered not having those two guys with him as being a part of the Rascals, and he's kind of fallen flat, I would put this on either Jordan Grace or uh, Chris Bay, honestly, in this match. Um, what do you think, Chris? Or Willie Mack? Yeah, I'm going to go with the natural-born natural Vanessa winning this match, uh, Chris Bay himself. Uh, I think that's, that's probably where I would go. If I didn't go that route, I would go Willie Mack. Because it's going to continue whatever the weird three faction storyline that they have going. Do you think also that it's weird that uh, Ace Austin is not only not on this pay-per-view, but also not in this match specifically? Yeah, because I think he's one of the best rosters on the, or wrestlers on the impact roster, but uh, it's impact. So impact going impact. (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to that whole entire concept now too much. All right, we have uh, – this should be an awesome match. Uh, one of my 
Favorite newer wrestlers is this guy, Mike Bailey. He's been on the independence. Like I said, you know, we, you hear these in, in the Indies, you'll hear about these guys and all of a sudden you'll, you'll emerge a, a Keith Lee or a, uh, you know, whoever, uh, Jonah rock, you know, you'll just hear about them and then they slowly come up. So, somehow it's gotten a little more silly as of recently because you would, it would be your, your orange Cassidy's and, and more recently Dan Housen and Mike Bailey and Mike Bailey He's he does a serious wrestler and he's actually an accomplished martial artist, French Canadian dude. Uh, but I don't know, it's just a weird way. And he has a match with Alex Shelley, and I think this should be a really fucking cool match. And hopefully, let's see if uh, Alex can get Mike to a different level. But um, Mike, uh, notably right now, is uh, feuding with Ace Austin, so this could be a match where Ace gets involved to help. Well, that'd be weird if he helps Alex Shelley win, but who knows? We'll we'll find out. Uh, Chris, ha- have you seen much of Mike Bailey on Impact? Oh man, I think I've seen like one or two matches. He seems like he's pretty decent, right? Uh, I like I said, I would used I, I would have done the rebound match with Alex Shelley and Jay White for this, especially being WrestleMania weekend where people are going to be locked into watching wrestling. Yeah, um, no, I agree. But, but uh, outside of that, I mean, if Alex Shelley loses, it's not going to hurt him that bad. So I feel like Mike Bailey will find a way to win. Could be what you were talking about. Some interference, some bullshit. Um, why do they always do my boy like Alex Shelley like this? This is why he quit wrestling. <laughs> they always book him in weird shit that doesn't matter. Yep, pretty much. That's why I'm hoping we get more legs with the him and Jay White thing. I'm hoping this match is on earlier. I think there's a good chance Alex is going to win because Ace Austin, who's been sucking up to Mike Bailey and trying to get him to join him, and Mike Bailey's kind of been giving the cold shoulder. Him and his uh, giant tree of a man will come out there, cause some type of bullshit. And then later on, you have Chris Saban losing to Jay White and Alex coming out to help him, and that causing the next match. Or, since this is a big multiverse fucking of madness or whatever the hell they're of of matches. This could have like no implications and no storyline going forward for anything for that. So, you know, because impact on an impact, Chris, (laughs) exactly. Impact on an impact. I I definitely could see what you're saying happening that, that, that checks out, Uh, but it's impact. So it might be like four false finishes with 16 (laughs) run-ins. Leon Rush shows up. Like I don't, I don't Leo, know. Leo, Leo, Leo Rush. He's out Leo of retirement Rush. again. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, he's, coming, he's coming back. Um, I, Kushida somehow escaped the the confines of his cell from NXT. Shows up. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, but also kind of not not kidding. Um, I don't know. I think it'll, it's going to be a good match. Both those guys are great wrestlers. Alex Shelley will have a good match with this guy. And I don't really care who wins. It's just weird that you didn't go right back to the Jay White. Uh, the, I mean, I, I know that Chris Saban got the pin on the last time. Did you watch that? Uh, you watched that tag match, right? Where Jay White was trying to break up the pin. Chris Saban got it. Yeah. So I think they're trying to build off that, but... I don't know. Maybe they bring in a new Bullet Club member. That, uh, we haven't seen um, ELP in a while. Maybe he comes back and helps him out. El Phantasma. Right. 
I mean, it's also WrestleMania weekend, so they're probably like, we should probably put on a good match. <laughs> so it could just be that Alex Jelly lose clean. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, we might be expecting too much storyline. I remember they had that one where it was, and it was a cool event a couple of years back where they had the crossover with Lucha Underground, but it was like none of the none of the matches mattered <laughs> coming from that pay per view. And it's like, well, if you're gonna put a pay per view WrestleMania weekend, you want to have like storylines progress and shit, but that's kind of similar to the concept in this. Uh, we have a tag match, and th- this is obviously stalling these two. Um, whatchamacallit, storylines, you know, uh, from singles matches, but we're getting Jonah Rock and Josh Alexander going against Moose and PCO. And the real loser that's going to be in this, Chris, is PCO's back because he'll probably be dropped on concrete uh, several times. But I feel like Moose and PCO are going to find some way to win this. And it'll probably be something devious that Moose does throughout this match. Is what I'm assuming. So you, you you didn't get a chance to watch all the impact that happened uh, this last week, right? No. Yeah, they were saying that PCO had broke like vertebrae. <laughs> so that's the storyline going into this. He's like, I don't know how you're still standing. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with PCO getting the pin somewhere in here because he's Frankenstein. Um, Jesus. Still still great, but. It should be a good match. I don't know. I like PCO a lot, so maybe I'm jaded this one. It's funny because, you know, I told you I started watching Nitro from back in 97, and the Quebecers, you know, the Mountie and and, and PCO himself, they left, and I forgot that they were the fucking uh, French Canadians for a while as a tag team in WCW. So I'm watching PCO back in the fucking day when he was younger, and I'm like, this guy's fucking crazy. Undertaker, seriously. If you do ever decide to do one last match, do a PCO. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd oh, be a good time. I don't know. Sting's still out there. He's doing pretty good. We, hey, we, we, we could definitely use a PCO-Sting match. That would be fucking awesome. I just got really <laughs> yeah, giddy. So yeah, Sting's, Sting's out here throwing cross-body blocks and not... Going through tables not, and shit. Yeah, botching spots on Dynamite. <laughs> ah, we'll get, we'll get. He, hey, at least he held him in the Dragon Sleeper. He was like, oh, I fucked up, but like I'm gonna hold him here. So shout out to the pros. Dude, I, I'm just glad that in that <laughs> match in general, uh, since we're not gonna talk about Dynamite, that was fucking a lot of fun. I mean, that and oh man, it was it was Jeff Hardy doing that table spot. Uh, even though Sting, yeah, messed up the Scorpion Death Drop, but made it look like it was a Dragon Sleeper and tried his hardest to get his ass back to his feet, but shit happens. He's fucking 63. But that and MJF, man, uh, when they started, you know, making the the comments about Jesus, and then he said, "I'm gonna fucking put Wardlow to a cross <laughs> like Jesus Christ." My God, do you think that Tony was like, "Ah, oh, Max, I'm gonna have to talk to fucking TBS now." Jesus, it was it was incredible. He talks about being the devil, and Texas starts chanting Jesus' his name, and then he was like, "I'm gonna put Wardlow to a cross just like Jesus." As a Jewish man, you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> MJF's on a different level of heel than everyone else. It was, he needs it was his own amazing. WWE evil fucking documentary. Great <laughs> Yeah, they need. 
they need to start making evil about other people that didn't work for their company, I guess. Because <laughs> Jesus, him and was, him was... and Matt Cardona too, right now. And we're about to talk about the match itself. They set it up: Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona against Mickey James, Nick Aldis. Mix the one of the only mixed tag matches, Chris, that I'm actually excited about. Um, they have now brought this to NWA and Impact. Chelsea and Matt have gone full heel, um, so now they're like that cross everything. And, you know, fucking Matt screwed over Nick for the NWA title. And, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Mickey got screwed over by Chelsea Green. So this is perfect, and obviously going to have, like, solo matches from this. But um, looking forward to this match. Yeah, it should be a really good match. It'll be fun to watch Mickey James hit uh, Cardona with a bunch of Hurricanradas and shit. Uh, <laughs> it's I like this a lot I, I mean like I'm not a huge fan of intergender but I feel like they did a good job of setting it up I wish they would have also set up like Jordan Grace and uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham yeah because I, I think that would have been that would have made it even more fun just because those three guys could have I don't want to say they, they could have had their own good match by themselves and then you could have had a really good female match as well. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking writer coming out and hitting the rough rider on Mickey James at the last, uh, the, this Thursday's impact was come on, Matt. Why do you do that? <laughs> Cause he's good, good at being a bad guy. Uh, Super nice guy in real life though. <laughs> well, there's out. that, man. All right, and I say, I guess I saved the not the greatest for last because the last match listed was a fatal four-way tag team match for the Impact Knockout Tag Team Championships. We got the Influence, Mass and Rain, and Tennille Dashwood going against Decay, Havoc and Rosemary versus Jell Shaw and Lady Frost against Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. Well. I just don't it's it's because it's been driving between the influence and the fucking um I forgot what the hell their names are the Aussie chicks Chris um the iconics I know that's not what they're called right now but I can't remember but so it's I haven't cared if you want me to actually care about this well actually Rosemary and Havoc have already had it I don't really care to see Giselle and Lady Frost I think they're just two singles persons put together so maybe Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles wins this, and now she has both the tag titles and also the Impact um, belt. I don't know. Because she's the champ right now, right? Right, right. Uh, she beat Mickey for the title, and then she defended it on uh, this week's Impact. And uh, I will say something about what, what was her cohort's name? Savannah Evans. Savannah Evans looks like shit, dude. <laughs> so hopefully she's not in this match long because she dropped Mickey a couple times in very awkward situations <laughs> as a run-in in a no-DQ match. But um, I'm going to go with Hikonics uh, for the win here. No, they're not in this. That's what I was saying. That's so weird because the influence are in it, the K's in it, Giselle Sean, Lady Frost, and then Savannah Evans and Tasha Steele's. And the influence of champions, that's Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood, which I don't expect you to remember shit like that because it's like the most boring thing on the fucking show most of the time. 
Okay. Well, then, um, yeah, maybe Tasha steals and Savannah does pull off a W on this, and they do, like, oh, we got all the belts kind of thing. I really do like I, I like Sasha or, I like uh, Tasha I should say I guess she kind of reminds me of like NXT Sasha Banks in a lot of ways I'm definitely getting that the the early boss flavor Chris from uh, Tasha she's even I'll James, even say more aggressive uh, right right and like her and Mickey James have had some good little promos here and there to set up their feud. But now that's uh, that's taking a backseat to whatever Chelsea Green and Mickey James is going to do. So because, uh, yeah, like I said, you, you because on the last episode of Impact, um, Chelsea Green came out to make the save it was a no to key match. She sat down in a chair and just watched Mickey James get murdered and then hit her with a cast and Mickey James fired up and like beat the shit out of uh, Chelsea Green. And while she was doing that, Zack Ryder slid in the ring and was like, hey, yo, what about this uh, Rough Rider? And they hit her with a Rough Rider, and that was like kind of one of their big setups. So it's like, it's hard to know where that women's division is going, but they have great wrestlers there. I'm sad that Masa Slamovich isn't on the show. She's her own yeah, team. Dude. She doesn't need a partner. <laughs> that, that is a good point, because they have a really great women's division. But you have Deanna Prazo, who has two belts that are not even a part of Impact, and she's basically a heel. Mickey's now going to be focused with Chelsea Green, who was one of their bigger baby faces. Who's going to be the baby face to rival Tasha Steeles to build her up and vice versa? That's interesting. I don't know. Maybe they give her like a rock kind of push or a... Um trying to think of someone more recent where it's like ah oh, well she's a heel but she's a cool guy heel kind of thing it is impact so that's very plausible they, they will do that that's why i think like bringing in someone like ember moon or yeah it would make a lot of sense for impact though that women's division does slap they have some good wrestlers there savannah uh, the savannah that's yeah. down with tasha steals she's not great yet she probably needs a little more work um, I don't um, think I, I mean she could get great. She's big and looks mean as fuck. <laughs> so there's that. But I, you know, don't go the Nijax route and just dial it in. Yeah, uh, she's also in Cuba. If you guys were wondering, um, dropping people on their heads. Actually, Nijax didn't do half. She didn't do anything heinous like some of the fucking people we talked about. Oh, anyways, <laughs> let's just. Keep on going. She's going to die. She's, are you saying that she's going to control her own narrative? <laughs> yeah. You know, she's uh, she's going to do something different, I guess. Maybe Susie will come back, you know, and go against Tasha Stills. Anyways, um, I do miss Sue Young, though. Well, while we were, while, while we were on people uh, coming back, we, we're not going to get to talk about this, but... Uh, Carrie Zane, back in stardom. Her she yeah. had a really great match with uh, Mayu Iwatani, who is my favorite female wrestler in the world right now. And I heard that match was a binger, so if you get a chance, check it out. I definitely will. Um, probably check it out after we're done. 
All right. Well, we go from Impact to another event like we've been talking about that's going to be happening that night. Apparently, from what Tony said, you know, they made the 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 time they, and they they already committed towards everything. This is going to be going on at the same time that Rampage is going on. So it's going to be interesting because I'm pretty sure Rampage obviously is going to be pre-recorded, but Tony's going to be at this at the same time because uh, it's the first night that they're taking control. But they're going to go along with most of the stuff uh, presented for this event. Um, so just this is this is a very very strange. Uh, transitional show between the old guard to what Tony will be doing. Uh, there's been reports, including uh, Bandito, you know, a lot of wrestlers are saying that there hasn't been any, at least, uh, you know, uh, AEW going to many uh, wrestlers and trying to see if they want to, you know, continue stuff with Ring of Honor going forward. So this is a very up in the air sort of thing. Um, there is a good chance that some of the matches that our AEW talent might be going over, the other talent um, might be a sign of, of what's going to be going on going forward. I don't know that. I'm just speculating. But, you know, we'll find out. I kind of hope that Tony takes some of the better ones from here that aren't signed right now, you know, either to NWA, like some of the guys are, or Impact. And then also takes some some past Ring of Honor legends that he has at his disposal, brings them, includes them, or takes some of the ones, like we've said, Samoa Joe Cesaro, involving them maybe in this product. And also some younger guys that aren't necessarily, you know, Ring of Honor alums, but would be really good in this type of setting, especially if they're not doing anything. Jay Oh, sorry. Just a scratch. Anyways, uh, but... Yeah, Chris, <laughs> the transition show that will be on next Friday, going on at the same time as an AEW program on television, Supercard of Honor. This is interesting. Joe is gonna kill you. Uh, I'm excited to see Samoa Joe back. I hope they set up a match with him and CM Punk. That'd be awesome. They're They're both there. It's a classic. Throw that on there. It'll piss Vince off. It's hilarious. Um, there's some good matches on the show. Like you said, there's a lot they can do with that roster. Get a, like two or three veterans. I don't think you need to overload the roster with Ring of Honor veterans uh, to make it an, uh, a really good show. But I don't know. I mean, I see like Samoa Joe and and and. And Brian Danielson and CM Punk. And I'm like, man, what if they just had a match? That'd be fun. So I'm excited to see. I, I feel like whatever happens in that Hall of Fame stuff they're doing, we'll set up a match and, and maybe we'll get some Ojo. And that's, it's going to be so, I'm going to make, it's going to make me so happy, Dane. It's going to make me so happy. And also, yeah. how did WWE fuck up some Ojo? <laughs> No idea. Hey, Wendy. I still, I still want to know what he was talking to Wendy about. Like, hey man, Wendy. we don't talk about that in Gainesville. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's only five shows announced. <laughs> That's it. And there is all this speculation with Tony kind of just saying that he's going to throw a lot at this. Um. He won't reveal much about anything, and he's kind of trickled a couple 
like the newest one we'll talk about in a second, but it is going to be really interesting to find out, you know, basically what ends up, is this going to be like a big tribute show? Is this, and I mean, this is a weird way of looking at it. Is this going to be trying to do like a ECW one last stand sort of thing? And hopefully we don't have the horrible ECW television series that happened afterwards with ring of honor with this afterwards, but you know, a celebration def- of ECW or of damn it, sure. ring of honor. <laughs> it for sure has that feel. Uh, I would love if like people like Adam Cole showed up or like if Kevin Owens is tweeting about it or Sami Zayn, like there's a lot of people that I want to talk about this show and great links, but I mean, ring of honor title is on the line already. That's on the card. With Gresham and uh, God, I'm forgetting. Well, well, I guess we'll get there. But uh, I, I'm thinking they're going to merge those two into one title, right? And then, I don't know, a couple veterans. Samoa Joe is a good one. If you gotta, if you gotta pick one, if you're gonna have Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson tied up in this Moxley storyline, what do you do? I guess uh, for Ring of Honor, but it, it seems. It seems almost guaranteed this thing is going to be a streaming show. I'm just curious if they're going to do it like seasonal, like if they're going to do like uh, seasons like Lucha Underground or something with Ring of Honor, which I think could be cool, depending on if it's done well. That's a very interesting concept, but yeah. All right, well, uh, let's let's go into this. Uh, And remember, this is only five matches that have been announced. Um. We're going to have a lot more added to it. There's going to be, like we're saying, Tony made it sound like there's going to be some cameos, so a lot of that will be happening throughout this. I, I, you know, I could see a punk promo. I could see Samojo showing up. I could see Cesaro showing up. They're definitely going to probably pepper in some people that are going to be main players wherever they decide to go with this, whether it be streaming a weekly show or doing it on one of the, the turn networks that they have uh, access to. But this is a really interesting one. I have a weird prediction with the ending, but I'll see if you like this idea. So the Ring of Honor pure champion, Josh Woods, who beat Jonathan Gresham. Uh, he was someone that was on the independence, was in NXT, was a part of the cuts, you know, unfortunately, while he was training there, went to Ring of Honor and got pretty good. And then Gresham put him over. Um, I think he's ex-MMA, if I'm not mistaken, but he's going against Wheeler Yuta. I'm calling that Wheeler Yuta wins this. They have a good match. He gets a pure championship. And the Blackpool, oh, man, I forgot the fucking name. It's actually really cool, too. Fight Club? No, it's not the Fight Club. Do you remember it? Black, the Blackpool Regals group? Oh, now? I, I don't remember what the name was. It was like Blackpool Rebels or Blackpool. It's something to the. It doesn't matter. It has William Regal, Moxley, and the American dragon in it. So yeah. Yeah. They come out and they sit and they basically, that was him proving himself and they have him join their ranks. Um, I could see that definitely playing out and I'm not saying I don't want to see Josh Woods continue. I, from the stuff that I saw, especially that match with Gresham, he seems to have a lot of promise, but this makes sense in a lot of ways. If Wheeler Yuta ends up getting this title. 
What if uh, Tony Khan goes the route of just stripping the belts off everyone and sets up a new tournament for Ring of Honor? <laughs> Similar to what WCW hey, bro, has done in the past. Whoever's the champions, yeah. bro. Your fucking championship doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a great idea, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we should. They should totally do that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a good show. I mean, I I'm curious on what they're gonna do with how they introduce the Hall of Fame. Are they gonna split it between matches? Or are you gonna do it all at the front or at the I end have of no the show? No idea. Because if it you do it all separate. at the front. Yeah, if they do it all at the front end of the show, then you know matches are going to get set up out out of it. Yeah, that's Joe a good point. And, Joe and Punk's buddies. That's that's the match I want to see. So. Well, between Josh Woods, the uh, Ring of Honor Pure Champion, and Wheeler Yuta, who do you who do you see winning in that match? I love your idea of Willie Yuta. The only thing I don't like about it is they're going to split him to a separate show if if he does that, right? Like, if he wins yeah. the title, then he's going to be stuck on that show. So, um, fuck Finn. Time limit draw? It's Ring of Honor, right? We do a good old time limit draw. Uh, I like Will you a wheeler you a lot and i really want him to be with regal and moxley and i think that's fun and you can set up a match with him and his former partner trent beretta which would be really good that'll be a great match you can do some cool feuds there um so i don't know if i would necessarily give him the title in ring of honor unless well we don't know what they're gonna do though that's that that's the best that's the work Best and worst part, we don't know what they're going to do with Ring of Honor <laughs> as a brand. But, hey, shout out to Pete, like Ring of Honor that was like, oh, we're going to do something in April because they're doing something in April. They kept their promise. <laughs> Remember when they were like, we're shutting the doors and firing everyone, but we got something for April. Uh, <laughs> it turns out they had, they had a lot for April. They kept their promise, so that's good. Seriously. Oh, yeah, it's good. It should be a good match, though. Uh, here's another good match. Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, Matt Seidel will be in Lee's corner. At least that's what this website says. That, that's that been he's been mentoring him. I don't even remember the last time Lee was, you know, uh, on fucking Dynamite. I definitely liked him a lot. Shows a shitload of potential. Uh, Jay Lethal needs to win this match for sure. Um if Jay Lethal doesn't win a fucking match at the potential old guard last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I will headbutt Tony Khan when I see him next. Which I won't, but still. I'll fucking, I'll headbutt you, Tony. I mean, not to be a dick, but he should be being inducted in the Hall of Fame the same time as the Briscoes, as long as he's been in Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. He should fucking win here. Especially because he just took a loss to Adam Cole. With fuckery involved, um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think Lethal's gonna get get a W. It'll be interesting to see what he does uh, showing up. Cause he gonna he's gonna black machismo because he was doing a lot of yep. that on uh, Dynamite earlier this week. Mm, yeah, black machismo. Yeah. Um. This also, I this will be a little prediction. Definitely not a spoiler. This is just a prediction. Jay wins this match. I already have this going Gresham. 
going over Bandito. I know we haven't got the next match. I would love it if Jay Lethal comes out at the end of that match and challenges Gresham for the title, and they set up that match again because I thought they had an awesome match uh, for the title uh, for the interim championship on that last pay-per-view. They're best friends. I, I would love to see them work with each other more uh, going forward. So that would be cool, Chris. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, I I would like to see more of that. Also, it plays in Tony Khan's favor if he doesn't book any black athletes. Yeah. Pos- positively. Isn't that, isn't that the internet narrative? Um, yeah, so. Uh, that would be amazing, though. Like, Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, the whole fucking banger of a match. Or three matches, depending on how long you want to draw the feud out. Yeah, you could have a bunch the Adam, of them. The Adam Cole-Jay Lethal match was fucking great. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so, uh, love my boy that Jay might have been That might have been my favorite Adam Cole match since he's been in AEW, honestly. Oh, I don't know. The hang, the one with Hangman at Revolution was good. If you take away yeah. some of the fuck. Yeah, you're right. That was a good match. All right. Uh, but, uh, sec- I'll, I'll go with second favorite. <laughs> yep, I could see that. Swerve Strickland is going against Alex Zane. I don't know much about Alex Zane. I know that he was recruited from Ring of Honor towards the end. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming Swerve's going to win. Which, it's interesting to put Swerve in this, because I don't know. Maybe you could tell me. I don't remember Swerve Strickland even being in Ring of Honor. Not that I have a problem with him being on this card at all. I feel like he was there for a second, but I don't remember any giant highlights. But also, whose house? Swerve's house. He just shows up where he wants, right? That's a good point, man. Yeah, it's an easy way to get him a win, and it'll be a good match. Thomas could you see them, win this match. With him being on here, could you see him being potentially someone that they gravitate towards Ring of Honor once they start that off as a new product? I think it's a great idea because I like Isaiah Swerve Scott a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's going to get a, like, uh, I'm not going to call it a squash win, but he's definitely going to get a win here. And then, uh, yeah, that's a great guy to build around. Or, here's an idea, he can be in both. He can do Swerve Strickland on AEW and bring back fucking Kill Shot on Ring of Honor. Huh? There you go. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I forgot he was Kill Shot doing that. Um, Doing some crazy-ass fucking shit, bleeding a lot. Crazy. It seems like they're, I mean, I feel like they're slowly setting up him and Scorpio Sky on the main product. I could be wrong, but they're giving him a bunch of wins. And the next evolution of of whose house would be him versus Scorpio Sky. I like that. I definitely like that. I would I would dig a match between the two of those guys. Um. All right. Well, this one I think everyone's been clamoring for. Honestly, this is one of the the matches I'm looking forward to this weekend. Period. With WrestleMania included, but the Briscoe brothers. Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, going against FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, the uh, AAA 
Tag Team Champions. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships are on the line. I don't give a shit who wins this fucking match. I really don't, either way. And also, with a lot of the positive stuff that's going on, especially some um, trans wrestlers uh, coming forward and talking on behalf of Jay and Mark and how they're, you know... Basically, there's been a lot of support. I hope the Briscoes get a chance, obviously, with whatever. AEW, Ring of Honor, something. Uh, so if they win, great. And that will kind of like be uh, maybe giving us the clue of what's going to go on. Um, because I don't want this to be the last match with them in FTR. Especially, I don't know if it's going to be fucking Bret Hart or if it's just Arn Anderson. Or if they're, the two of them are just going to be together. They keep on hinting at Bret more and more. But FTR could get the belts, too, and new iteration with Brett as their manager. This is going to be a fucking fun match, what I'm saying. It doesn't matter about all that type of shit. All I care about is a really great tag team match between two tag teams that I think remind me more so of the tag team stuff that I appreciate uh, from the past. Um, as much as I love a lot of the uh, the fast, high-paced stuff as from today, but... You know, I appreciate both these tag teams a lot for that, and they should probably beat the shit out of each other, and I wouldn't be surprised if everyone's bleeding. Um, maybe if Brett's there, he gets involved and puts someone in a sharpshooter. Maybe Eric Bischoff, randomly. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Briscoes, FTR, who do you got? Got the Briscoes. Terry Funk didn't need no mouthpiece. Does Jay Briscoe look like a man that focuses you? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. So, so uh, I got I got the Briscoes winning this. If they don't win this, that means they're done with Ring of Honor and AEW. Uh, I also expect Jay and, and Mark to talk about the controversy of what they've posted in, online in the past in their speech, which I think will help their cause to get hired. But uh, it'll be a great fucking match. Dax Wilder and CM Punk had a banger of a match they to did, see dude. who was the to see who was the best Bret Hart fan. <laughs> Since they were just both doing uh, Bret Hart spots the entire time, which was funny. But uh, yeah, I got I got FTR. I, or, no, I got the Briscoes in this. Like FTR a lot, but uh, I don't know. I hope I hope it's the Briscoes and them and FTR start just fucking having a a killer uh, back and forth going forward. Honestly, I hope this is one of many matches and I hope the Briscoes get it so I can be like, okay, cool. The Briscoes are going to be in ring of honor, which it shouldn't even be a fucking question, you know? Right. Right. I mean, like I I get why companies wouldn't want to hire them, but at the same time, especially when you look at WWE, it's like, what other tag teams do you have? Yep. Also, let's talk about how you hired that used condom back. Oh, was Lars? Remember that guy? God damn, dude. Well, that guy was pretty. Yeah. Goes, Get at me online, Lars, if you want to have a conversation. Lars, um, you can you can talk to Chris. Please don't talk to me. I don't want to be eaten. <laughs> he gonna, he's gonna eat me. I got my back <laughs> on my side. <laughs> Send them after each other. Fucking Ryback, no, man. Kidding. Um, all joking aside, I, I mean, if FTR wins, it I, to me that means the Briscoes aren't going to be a part of the company, which I can't accept <laughs> in my heart and soul. 
I want Briscoe versus Luchas, uh, like uh, the boy and his dinosaur. I want I want them versus Pride and Powerful. I want them versus uh, you know Private Party. We need the Briscoes to win for all the good tag team to happen. <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's like, what are they missing? You know, outside of WWE, what uh, the fucking Mercy Machine Guns, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, and um, whatchamacallit, um, the Good Brothers? Like, that's pretty much all the fucking tag teams. You know, non-WWE. Yeah, I got, I, all the big ones. Usos and New, Usos and New Day. That would be pretty much... That's the Everyone. gamut of great tag teams. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, Jay and Mark are getting their induction. Are they going to lose... Because I, I, this is going to be the main event. It's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you have the Briscoes lose. I love FTR, but I don't know if you uh, have the Briscoes lose. I agree. We'll see what happens. This should be great. Maybe the Briscoes come out with Terry Funk, you know, and he fights Bret Hart. Maybe that happens. <laughs> come here, you son of a bitch. You wear no mouthpiece. Terry come Funk didn't eat no mouthpiece. That's funny because I was making player. fun of like. Uh, like hey, remember when I had my last match with you in '98? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they're making fun of Brian Danielson and like Eddie Edwards <laughs> as a tag team. So it'd be it'd be really, really funny if like it's Moxley and uh, <laughs> and. They costed the match. Get Moxley and <laughs> Daniel Bryan to cost of the match, or Brian Danielson to cost of the match. He's like, I already yeah. told you. Do I look like a man that focuses? Because like back in the day, if you watched Ring of Honor when uh, the American Dragon was there, he spent a lot of time kicking a punching bag. He was like, y'all look focused. I'm not a man that's focused. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Jay Briscoe might be... If not of the absolute best Ring of Honor champion they ever had, like top title, second. It's it's either him or Kevin Owens. They were both great. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we have uh, two champions on this card uh, as far as Ring of Honor world champions. We have the old school belt that was given to Jonathan Gresham, the interim belt, if you will, because Bandito uh, at the what was supposed to be their, their last, the final battle, uh, he had COVID, so he was out. Um, they are now having him with the new belts. Uh, winner takes all to determine the undisputed Ring of Honor world champion. I got Gresham, but this should be a fucking awesome match. You have someone with such great technical ability like Jonathan Gresham, and then you have Bandito, which, I mean, every time I fucking see this dude, you know, I, I think I said that. Him and Ray Phoenix remind me more so of like Rey Mysterio than a lot of other wrestlers. He's just, and he's got the size. He's about the same fucking size as Rey, but he's also really good technical in the ring. He showed that throughout Ring of Honor. So this should be an awesome match. Hope Gresham wins. And I would love to see Lethal come out and challenge him after that. Yeah, I love that. I love the New Japan aspect of like, oh, this is the guy that's challenging you next coming out. And, uh, I like Bandito a lot, but I feel like uh, if you're doing a weird transition thing, Gresham would be the guy. 
Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. All right. Well, that is Friday. Now, Saturday and Sunday, still haven't gotten here. We're going to talk about WrestleMania Night 1 at the AT&T Stadium. This giant fucking thing. They got two nights. I'm sure they're not going to sell out, but maybe they'll have the ghost of uh, Gorilla Monsoon lie to us uh, about the attendance record um, during it. What do you think? What? How many people were at the damn Jerry's sky? World. A lot of people. What? There's going to be a whole lot of people. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Bunch of guys. What? Bunch of gals. <laughs> a bunch of beer. A bunch of margaritas. Margaritas. <laughs> the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Saturday is the show that I would, if I had to buy tickets to one show, Austin's going to be on one show and, unless they announce that match. So that'd be the one I was going to. All right. I have one huge issue that I realized from Friday because they showed us now that I'm, I'm looking, I have the Wikipedia thing in front of me. I know almost has a, a match on this. They're giving a singles match. I even went over that again on SmackDown. We don't know whose opponent is. Uh, who's missing from this and actually in the pre-show battle royal, Chris, is the fucking U.S. champion who's been feuding with the ex-U.S. champion. Both Finn Balor and Damian Priest are in the fucking battle royal and almost is going to have a fucking singles match on this thing somewhere. Yep, and apparently tomorrow it's supposed to be Bobby Lashley if he's cleared. So... That's the How can he out. be clear? Like, are they asking him to, like, potentially injure himself more for a fucking match with Omos? Uh, it's sports slash wrestling, so yes. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, he hasn't had surgery yet, so they're like, well, are you going to be okay to, like, have a match? I was like, I watched him versus Brock Lesnar. And I've never seen anyone take a German suplex like that. I'm going to go ahead and say he's not good to wrestle right now. And especially, well, you know, since he's in the ring with such an amazing uh, technician like Almas. Um, wait, no, he's not. He's he's in there with. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great idea. Jesus. Yeah, it's not like him versus Styles where he can take the night off. <laughs> well, we know that beer is coming on Raw. I mean, coming to Raw. God damn it. He's just coming a lot. So, <laughs> so he's going to be on the Raw after WrestleMania. So he's not going to be on this. So we were joking about that also. But uh, yeah, dude, I wanted to see Damian Priest and Finn Balor have a fucking awesome match on this. They decided to like just abandon ship and they actually were building something. Dude, that had I'm sorry, that had more in it than the Usos going against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs randomly out of nowhere. Um, I. <sighs> God damn it. WWE going to WWE, huh? Yeah, I, they might throw that match on the second night. So, like, you, you set up Finn Balor the second night. If they're in that battle royal, man, I hope maybe that could happen. But I don't I think that they're just like, we're not we're, we forgot about the U.S. belt. Shit. OK, well, here you go, guys. Just go in this. 
Maybe maybe Finn maybe Damien and it will come down to Damien and Finn and Damien's gonna throw Finn Balor out of the stupid fucking battle royal instead of having an actual match with them. It'd be amazing if Finn Balor is like I forgot about having a contract with you and just showed up in New Japan. God, dude, what? I would love Prince Devitt to show up in New Japan so much. Come home, Jesus. Finn. Or Prince. Finn. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. It's weird, but I, uh, uh, like I said beforehand, that that first night is setting up the second night, and they have done a terrible job the past three weeks. I thought they were going to build more matches. They're they're gonna try to sell that building out the first night of WrestleMania. Well, let's go over the the you know the this card is subject to change basically. You know what I'm saying? There could be something that happens next week to add on to this. But as of right now, night one has five matches. Um, they also, this is the same night, technically six, because we don't really know what the fuck's going to happen with the Kevin Owens and Austin thing. There are rumors that, you know, for the longest time, it was Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. And I think that this, the wind has been blown out of those sails. So apparently that will be you know, the last match, but whatever the fuck's going to happen with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens is going to end it. So inevitably, especially if they end up having an official match, not just like a, a long brawl, um, you know, that, that kind of, I don't know. This, this is fucking weird, but. Oh yeah. Like Drew McIntyre and happy Corbin definitely need to be on this and not fucking Finn Balor and, and Damian Priest. Are you, fucking gotta be kidding me <laughs> and that's nothing against drew or even baron corbin but i'm just saying there's actually a title involved like imagine like the pageantry you could have had with both of them you have damien that they're trying even though i don't really like compared to his old like persona when he was more like gothic razor ramon basically you know just cool and shit um but the duality of like the evil side and, and the, you know, whatever. And then you have Finn, who you could bring out as a fucking demon. It just pisses me off, damn it, WWE. The fuck are you doing? Quit fucking around with Finn Balor. God damn it. The U.S. belt. Are you kidding me? Give him a toy belt. <laughs> That'd be a great gimmick if, if he just showed up with, like, 17 kids' belts. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Ultimo Dragon. Um <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I agree with you 100%. I like Corbin. I like Corbin as a wrestler. Like, they just booked him really shitty, so it's hard to like him as a character, you know? Seems like a good guy. He's always smoking meat in his backyard and smoking cigars. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's fucking... That's fucking rough if that's what they're setting up. Any Like, setting up any Corbin match... Unless they're gonna have uh, what's what's Pete Dunn's new name Butch, Ugh. show up and suplex him to death or something like I don't know. It's all terrible. It's all bad. It feels bad. Yeah, and I'm assuming that on one of these nights maybe it'll be added still. But <clears throat> you know, I thought they were gonna drop it to a tag match, but they were obviously before Big E broke his neck setting up Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and. Butch the Bruiser is what I'm going to call him, so I don't hate it as much, okay? Don't – just let me call him that. <laughs> Anyways, against the New Day. That's oh, not happening. I thought oh, they were going to do at least King Xavier and Kofi, especially what – maybe they'll add that to this, but I thought that match was going to be on one of these nights. It's definitely not. Um, 
Do you want to go over the matches, I guess, instead of just bitching about it? I kind of want to bitch, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, well, we we can bitch. Let's let's. It's gonna happen when we start talking about these matches. So. <laughs> Very weird that apparently the two women's titles are both on the same night. I think that's kind of strange. Uh, but I'm looking more forward to the Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair one, honestly. Cause I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think Charlotte and Ronda will have a good match, but I just think that I don't know. There's so many aspects that made me stop caring for that feud with Charlotte and Ronda, even though at the time I really wanted it. I, I definitely think Becky and Bianca is going to have a better match too. I could be wrong, but um, coming out of that, I guess I'll give the since I'm talking about both of them anyway, simultaneously, I'll give my predictions for both. Um, I could see Becky and Bianca starting the show, honestly, just like a banger ass fucking match. I think Bianca's going to get the belt from Becky. I'd like her to, especially because of what happened at SummerSlam. And I want Charlotte to keep the belt over Ronda, Chris. Oh, man. Um, I feel like Ronda is going to win that SmackDown belt and uh, Bianca Belair is going to win the uh, Raw title. That'd be my guess. All right. And then the match. Sorry. I'm sorry. What did you No, I was going to. I mean, like. The Bianca um, Becky match should be pretty good, but it's not very fair to Charlotte. <laughs> I feel like she's going to have to do some carrying based on what I've seen out of Ronda. Hopefully Ronda shows up full gee again like she did at uh, Elimination Chamber. Just starts tossing people judo style, like channeling her inner hook, which, by the way, that is exactly what she was doing, is doing what Hook was doing. Um, but uh, I, that match might be very bad. So it's a very good uh, analysis of it. It might be, you know, shit. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see. It's going to be very interesting. I agree completely with Chris. Um, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio going against The Miz and Logan Paul. This will be, hey, I enjoyed last year's spectacle fucking celebrity match, if you will. Because I, I honestly don't consider the uh, Pat McAfee-Austin Theory match like a celebrity because Pat's done wrestling. But um, but Logan Paul specifically, um, you know, Bad Bunny and Damien actually ended up being a great match last year. And I think they went against The Miz and John Morrison. So The Miz usually, you know, they, it's against Rey Mysterio as well. It's probably not going to be that great. But, you know, um, I think the Mysterios will win. The Miz could use a win. Like him standing tall over both Ray and Dominic's bodies, you know, kind of gives him a little bit of an oomph that I think he kind of needs right now. And um, then he can turn on Logan Paul even and kick him in the balls or some shit. I don't know. I feel like Logan Paul punches Miz in the face, knocks him out, and then the uh, the Mysterios get the win. It's going to be very much like a uh, Tyson Tyson setup. All like, right. Oh, I think Tyson's hanging out with the cool guys. And it's like, no, no, he's not. Because they already talked about how he loved Drake Mysterio. So he's going to 
fuck them up for the for the brand, Dane, the Logan Paul brand that everybody really loves. It's a brand of clothing that smells like Riley Reed's. Never mind. Anyways, um, all right, let's go to the this this match. Chris, we were just talking about it. Shakespeare. Actually, honestly, this is probably going to be a really good match. You know, I do like both guys, especially Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, happy Corbin. Madcap Moss is far the fuck away from Drew McIntyre throughout the course of this whole entire match, so he doesn't fall on his head. Um, you know, unless we want to do like a, a neck brace on a pole match with him and Big E. Um, I'm joking. Big E's good. He keeps on giving updates. It's fine, so I can joke about it, I think. Anyways, who gives a shit? Drew McIntyre is going to be happy Corbin. <laughs> Do I have the wrong prediction? No, nah, I think you're 100% right. Maybe he murders the guy with a sword. We'll we'll throw that in there as a bold prediction. Jesus Christ. He could. As long as, you know, it would be, I think, accepted better over here than Saudi Arabia. So, um, it's not good luck when you try to do that. Jesus Christ. It's accepted it's accepted to <laughs> cut a man in half in America versus Saudi Arabia. It just it's just know. not a good look. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's accepted at all. <laughs> if this if has that's been a, a very that's dark what, show. <laughs> we should we should do more shows if, on Sundays when we're hungover and tired and shit. <laughs> if that's what if that's what's accepted, I'm walking around with a samurai sword all day, dog. <laughs> like all day. <laughs> Bring back the ninjas. All right. Uh, and then the last match listed. God, Saturday is really weak. And they're, they better deliver on the Kevin Owens and fucking um, Austin thing, which we'll talk about next. But we got the Usos. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso going against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um. You know, three out of four ain't bad, Chris. With uh, I'm not saying Rick Boogs isn't good. I just don't think he's really proven himself enough probably for this position. I think that everyone else will, will stand out, and I'm looking forward to Shinsuke kind of going back and forth. So maybe maybe this is a chance for Rick Boogs to finally get that giant stage in front of thousands of people so he can do his Freddie Mercury impression or whatnot. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But um, I, I really don't care about this match either, man. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Usos are going to win. Is Nakamura going to turn it up to 11? Like uh, New Japan Nakamura? <laughs> he accidentally jo- like completely knocks out Jimmy Uso? Yeah. Like, well, no. What I mean is, like, is he going to, I don't know, full sit? Like, I feel like he's always going, like, 60% of his ability in these matches. Is he going to really turn it up because it's WrestleMania? Because that'll make this a very good match, him versus the yeah. Usos. I mean, he's, he's got to carry Boogs a little bit, but Boogs get all. I'm assuming he's going to get his power spots. He'll do, like, his press slams and stuff, but it's mostly Nakamura versus the Usos. And uh, Nakamura has openly said that he wanted to go back to New Japan, so I don't, I don't know what that means for WrestleMania. Maybe he will show out. Him and Finn Balor are headed back to home, guys. I'm calling right now. The next couple of years will be better. All right. Well, the 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 match we've been waiting for that we don't know is an actual match or not. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens, the KO Show. 
probably going to close everything down. Chris, right off the bat, I'll just ask you, is this going to actually be a match? And if it's a match, who's going to win? If it's a match, Kevin Owens should win. And it should be uh, fuckery. I don't know. You find a way to do it because you're WWE. Got to make Stone Cold still look strong in case he wants to come back for one Moss more after 15 years. Um, but I would put Kevin Owens over Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the reason I, the only reason I say that is they have no top guys that are going to be challenging the big hosses they have now. So you look at your, your Brock's, your Romans, your Bobby Lashley's, what they're building the title around. Um, having Kevin Owens fill out, like figure out a, a way to beat the monster that is Stone Cold Steve Austin would be very smart. Uh, and I think they're going to do night one on Saturday. We get the KO show night two, the KO match. And I feel like uh, Austin will do a great job putting him over. It'll be fun to see how that match has worked. I'm assuming it's going to be a brawl, much like uh, much like what Jericho was doing in New Japan. But uh, I don't know. Austin seems excited about it, so that's good. I'm excited, man. I agree with you. I think Kevin Owens should win. I don't know if that's what Vince is going to inevitably want. I think that he's going to want Austin doing the beer bath and shit like that. It makes more sense to worry about one of your current stars than giving just the audience something. And honestly, I mean, here's the thing for a lot of people that brought that up. Austin can still lose. And then for whatever reason, maybe Kevin's acting like an idiot or tries to like do something. Austin turns right on him, gives him a stone cold stunner, brings him up stunner beer bath still happens anyways, you know, um, it's just the visual, the WrestleMania concept, especially if this is last. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I hope Kevin Owens, if they actually have a physical match, I hope they win. And if they just brawl and it's actually something fun, you know, it's going to be stupid though, Chris, if, if they have a badass brawl, that's actually really enjoyable. But it's like you guys should have just had a fucking match then. You could have you could have easily you just shown obviously that you could do something. But if it's even just a large brawl just Saturday night and stuff like that, I want Kevin Owens to kind of come up on top inevitably. Get the better of Austin, help him out. I mean, I think it's it, it should be a given, right? Like uh one of these guys still works at your company, the other one is a retired old guy that does podcasts. So, uh, put, put and like, over. and like we said, Chris, is that Austin probably would want to put over Kevin Owens. Right. And, uh, it's really funny, especially d- you watch the Kevin Owens or not the Kevin Owens, but the stone cold interview where he's talking about like, it's my last ride. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to WrestleMania. Um, he put over he put over the rock before he goes. It's really cool that Kevin Owens has worked himself in a situation. It's probably the reason he didn't leave AEW because Vince was like, "Yeah, but like, what if I could get you Austin?" Because I mean, like, as cool as it is to have a really good match with AEW and like all out with uh, CM Punk, that's not fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. <laughs> Like, yeah, 
it's it's just not. That's not like going against the Undertaker cool. That's the one thing WWE can still do. They're like, yeah, but like, what if we give you the Undertaker? Um, Austin coming out of retirement, having a match with Kevin Owens. It'll be great. And they picked the perfect guy because Kevin Owens is going to (laughs) sell. He's going to sell so hard. (laughs) Um, He's going to get his ass whipped the entire match, even if he wins. That's almost guaranteed. And he's the perfect guy for it. So, I mean, that. I mean, outside of Brock and Lesnar, this is the one thing I'm looking forward to in WrestleMania is Kevin Owens and Stone Cold should be should amazing. Be. I can't wait till they both go for the center and kick each other in the stomach at the same time, because that's the spot I would do. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, man. If that actually does happen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I need, I need something badass. I need, I need, and like, like think about this. People that, you know, uh, Undertaker put over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, we just talked about it earlier. Triple H put over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So it's, and if the rock comes back next year, which there's a good possibility that will happen, you know, to go against Roman, Rock, I think, is going to fucking lose to Roman Reigns. I think it's more important, like you said, to worry about the the people that you have in the company and making them look good than it is for the older superstar to, to, to win, you know? Build shit. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ways to get there with Kevin Owens. I do feel like Saturday night be the KO show set up next night for the match. I think they're going to have a match. And I hope that Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's been thinking about this shit for, what, 12 years? If he's got this dialed in perfectly, they can have a really good match. And Kevin Owens is perfect. He's going to – he's a good brawler. He can take all the ass with it. He can still hit, like, some cool Kevin Owens spots and look like a goof. Also, the promos that Kevin's been cutting have been pretty good. Uh, Dude, man. the bald cap thing. I mean, Ross sucked. <laughs> Everything with Kevin Owens at that beginning part was fucking brilliant. They had Chicago in the palm of his hands twice with the glass break, making them fucking look like <laughs> idiots. It was amazing. I would have been pissed if I was there, but watching it at home, I was like, this is brilliant heel work. This is getting really good heat to me. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it pissed off a lot of uh, AEW representatives and fans, I heard. God damn it, Taz. Anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, like I was telling you, the primary difference is, like, when the glass breaks, that's your ass. That's what Stone Cold you say. So, like, when Stone Cold music hits, it's way different than, like, CM, CM Punk, Punk or... Like anyone, really, if you think about it, that's stone cold. Yeah, you're about to get your ass kicked, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, I like somebody's it. catching a fucking stunner. There's going to be beer. Uh, he he's obviously already back in WWE because he taught Brock Lesnar how to try to murder a man with a forklift. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kim, I, I think that maybe after all the actions, just the one action of Rikishi, he should have his revoke. But um, 
Austin and Brock Lesnar should not be allowed to drive vehicles after some of the stuff that they've done. Um, he he did it for the Rock. It's the Rock. I did song. it for the Rock. I did it for the Rock. All right. Um, here's the other one. This could be. I'm assuming this could spice it up this night if it's on here. We have Cody, who's. I mean, at least from what Mike Johnson has given us and other people have reported, this looks to be signed with WWE. Seth is still freaking the fuck out. It could be that he shows up and, like, won't leave the ring or some shit like that at WrestleMania and holds up the show, and then that's when Cody gets sent out. Uh, I'll pass it to you once again. Is this match going to happen? Uh, And if it does, does Cody come out to the American Dream song? Because I think that would be fun. <laughs> I think uh, it's happening on Monday, tomorrow. So everybody tune in because what I'm assuming is going to happen is Seth is going to be interrupting the show. And then you hear all about the game when I play it and Triple H comes out. And he's like, Adam Pierce, who AJ pointed out last week, is a bad boss. So I'm going to set you up a match. He's like, I brought this guy in named Cody Rhodes. And I want you to murder him. And then it sets up a double, like a turn where Triple H is uh, is in the corner of Cody, which will be good. I'm still going to go with this. this is a bold prediction. I always make one bold prediction for WrestleMania. Triple H, Cody Rhodes being a thing together. It's a bold prediction. So we'll go with that. And uh, I don't know what you do with Seth Rollins because I fucking currently hate him. And this weird Joker thing that he's <laughs> thing he's doing, it's terrible. It's great in ring, but uh, seeing him three times on Raw when that show is three hours long and is like there was probably 25 minutes worth of watchable content on it, um, really made me dislike him. So hopefully he comes in and kills him. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean. A double turn because I think that the one time where Seth was really effective as of this last run was the stuff leading up to him and Roman. And that was when Roman was kind of coming off cool and like interacting the audience, not as heelish. And then that night when they had their match, he did a really good job of switching that emotion and you started feeling bad for Seth. And I think that they should probably, I love the idea you know, of Triple H getting involved and siding with Cody, the one that all the fans know was fucking taking a hammer to his throne, basically, at the beginning of AEW. And you have Cody embrace being a heel and put Seth Rollins' baby back as a baby face. I don't know if it'll work, but this is not working for him. And he still can get sympathy even as a stupid heel like he's been presented with that Roman match. It does. It works way better in wrestling when the crazy person is a good guy rather than a bad guy. What are you talking about? What are you calling crazy? <laughs> He'll bring the madness. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully they do that. I don't think it's going to happen necessarily, but that's my bold prediction. Triple H showing it. up on Monday because because Seth Rollins did say Monday Night Raw is not going to start. 
on top. Well, he was tweeting, too, about how <laughs> Vince, like, they showed a fake message to, like, you know, build up the storyline. But Vince basically was, like, a fake text message from him saying, like, you know, me and you are having a meeting, blah, 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 this weekend. You know, you're you're in some deep shit. And him, like, laughing about it. So, yeah, he's going to try to hold up the show. So I'm wondering uh, what's going to happen. And hopefully it's not terrible, which has been a lot of their stuff outside of the Brock Lesnar and uh and Roman Reigns build, honestly. Now, this is a very pivotal moment for Cody if they go this route. Cause he's gonna have to cut a babyface promo for the switch at WrestleMania. I mean But he's gonna have to do it can. in the style of WWE. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I I mean that's the match they're gonna have that Sunday. So be the thing. All right. All right. Well, let's move to the next night. Talk about these matches. And like we both said, this looks at least like a better card because of a lot of the matches on it. So on Sunday night we got the first match listed: a four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Selena Vega and Carmella. Going against Sasha Banks and Naomi. Going against Ripley, Maria Ripley and Liv Morgan. Going against Natalia and Shayna Baszler. If you're not doing anything with her singles, give it to fucking Sasha Banks. Uh, no, Naomi, too. I, I, that's, I, I don't really care about this match, though. But I hope that Sasha Banks and Naomi get those belts. And I would like to see them positioned as heels, honestly. Like, give them some edge and fucking do something with it. Yeah, hopefully lots of Naomi and uh, Baszler. Yeah, because like, Baszler's in this match. Like, hopefully lots of that. That'd be fun. And but, Rhea. Uh, uh, eh. <laughs> You're kind of getting sick of her. That's eh. she's been so stagnant as of the last year and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her and Shayna Baszler is a cool visual. I'm looking forward to them. Getting the ring together. I wouldn't be fine with them winning the tag belts because those belts mean nothing. Like, yeah, unfortunately. All right, so here's a celebrity match. This actually should be entertaining because I know both these guys are like Sammy's a very smart individual and Johnny Knoxville's a very funny guy. So hopefully this is not fucking terrible and. At least from what Johnny said, he's been – see, the thing is, him saying that he's been really watching a lot of the Andy Kaufman fucking Lawler stuff. Yeah, you could say that, but it's going to be whatever WWE wants you to do. So they're probably going to want you to slip on the banana peel because that's what you're known for. So really, Johnny's somehow going to beat Sammy, and we're all going to lose because of that. So it's an anything-goes match, Chris. I mean, is this going to be like who can get hurt the worst in this match? Like, you can do the dumbest, like, spot, basically. I kind of feel bad for Sammy, but I'm sure that he's actually looking forward to this somehow. Yeah, Sammy's about to, like, carry a guy through a match. So, uh, he's probably like, you know how they say AJ can wrestle a broomstick? I'm about to do that live on WrestleMania. And AJ's like, stop, stop so my gimmick. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one. 
uh, Sammy's going to be bumping all over the place, and he's going to try to his absolute best to protect Johnny Knoxville. I guess I don't I don't know. So uh, I mean I mean, do you really have to protect Johnny Knoxville? He's trying to like you know blow up a rocket in his asshole and shit. Like I mean, yeah, but like also Sammy doesn't want to be the guy that's the reason that Johnny Knoxville died. That's bad on your resume. <laughs> That is a very uh, good point. Uh, so I, I feel like Sammy's going to take the, the loss here, but there would be a bunch of jackass characters. It'd be really funny if Bam Margera showed up, painted like the crow, and attacked Johnny Knoxville. That's what I would do <laughs> since they got that feud going on. WWE, get that get that happening. But yeah, like uh, Knoxville's getting the win here. Feel bad for Sammy, but like he isn't one of the most hype profile matches on this, so it's can't can't feel too bad for him. Also, he got that he him and Kevin Owens both got those fat fat stacks <laughs> contract wise. I mean, what it was like? It's like three million per five years or some shit. That's it's pretty good. Oh, oh I no. didn't realize I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to lead you back in. Figured that happened. Also, it's that. Sunday. It broke us. We do this on Saturday. Sorry, listeners out there. We're we're not Sunday people. <laughs> really not you know it's it's uh my brain's kind of like rebooting every five seconds anyways uh so from a celebrity match uh to you know what w- a lot of people will consider the same thing i think and it's because they probably haven't seen a lot of pat mcafee but him and austin theory should have an excellent match um him being just involved with someone like a skilled wrestler like Adam Cole, he was able to do stuff on his own that was impressive, but he also was had a good pairing. And I think Austin Theory is going to be able to work really well with Pat McAfee. I think Vince is going to get involved in some way. I have no idea what. Who knows? Maybe Shane will come out and, and do a run-in against Austin Theory. I have no fucking clue. But I'm looking forward to this match. Pat McAfee's getting the win. And kudos to both guys on being on this WrestleMania. I'm I'm very happy for both of them to have a match at WrestleMania. I've lost, watched Austin for a while, and Pat McAfee, you know, just like Chris, uh, just completely turned our heads from being like, why the fuck is this guy getting involved with NXT to being like, hell yeah, have a WrestleMania match, cutting banger promos, and just, you know, calling, calling people a punk-ass little bitch, you know? No, no one says stuff like that with that type of aggression like Pat McAfee when he said Austin Theory he's a punk ass little bitch like step up ho no I will I will say it was annoying uh, when he kept interfering in the match because that's what a heel would do recently last week's yeah. Monday Night Raw um, make a lot so of I wasn't, wasn't a huge fan of that especially because they were trying to make Austin Theory look strong before his loss at Mania and you're like, well, just make him look strong, <laughs> as CM Punk would say. Um, 
yeah, it was. I don't know. I like. I, I'm excited about the match. I, I think it'll be really fun. Was what's uh, Pat McAfee's trained by Rip Rogers? It'll probably be a good match. Also, yeah. theory. This is his first chance to really carry a match with the this big. This is name. first WrestleMania, right? Right. As far as like showing up and having a match, yeah. So he's going to bounce all over the place. <laughs> Austin Theory is really fucking good, man. <laughs> I think he may- maybe he made the wrong choice of signing with WWE, but uh, the whole him and Vince storyline is entertaining, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, that guy could be a star in a lot of other companies. Does Vince show up during this match? To do something? 100%. Austin's yeah. there, so you know you have to have the Austin. That's the other thing is the second night you gotta have the Austin uh, Kevin Owens Vince McMahon breakdown because Kevin Owens headbutted Vince McMahon. Austin hates Vince. You gotta have at least one segment where he talks to both guys, so Sunday would be the perfect time to do it. All right. I am looking forward to this match, though. Next next match, this should be a banger tag match. And I've been predicting this for a while, though, Chris. RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle, the tag team champions of Raw, uh, going against the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford, and are going against Alpha Academy, the former champs, Chad Gable and Otis. I think Alpha Academy is going to win this match somehow, some way. And I think one of them will probably happen directly from this. I'm assuming Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, this will start their their breakup and also potentially the Street Profits. Um, But with, I don't know, I I could see Randy Orton afterwards fucking RKO and uh, Matt Riddle or even punting him in the head. Like... After watching that evil documentary, I kind of like I, I really like that he's having fun and shit. It's fun. It's great seeing him and Brock Lesnar for as long as they've been there. Look like and even say in interviews are having the time of their life for the first time really in their career, having the most fun. Um, but God damn it. I want I want this version of Orton, who's been so good, you know, showing range more so as being a character to flip it and go back to being an evil motherfucking Viper that, and him and Matt Riddle just fighting all the way to SummerSlam. And I think it's time. Like I like Angelo Dawkins a lot, but I think that Montez Ford has a lot of potential. And uh, yeah, I, I think Alpha Academy is going to win back those belts. That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction, Chris. I have Angelo Dawkins um, in crew winning the tag titles. At this pay-per-view. And, street Profits? And basically because they... Yeah, Street Profits. There you go. Almost called them Private Party. That's not that's not the thing. At least I can call them Crime Time this time. Uh, <laughs> no, all joking aside. I got, I got them winning the belts, honestly. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but that would be my guess of a big surprise title change because when you look at the rest of the card, you're like... Well, none of this is like a big WrestleMania moment, so I feel like they might win. And uh, as far as RK Bro goes, I don't know, because like Randy Orton is talking about how he's having the most fun in his life and he's, you know, 
Riddle's got that perfect strand, as he would say. <laughs> keeps him hanging out there. And I'm like, All right, I'm not going to question. Well, so Randy Orton's won 13 heavyweight titles, so who gives, who gives a shit? Like, he doesn't have to care. It's like, I like to get high and be in a tag team. It's pretty good. Get that RKO bro merch going. It's true, man. As soon as you decided to switch that, all that merch goes oh, done. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I could see it, though. I could see them start this feud. They're, I don't know. They're, all right. So I'll just ask you this. If there's we both think, you know, I, you're going with the Street Profits. I'm going with Alpha Academy. But we both think RK Bro is going to lose. Will there be at least somewhat of a hint afterwards where he gets he kind of like thinks about doing something and then stops himself like kind of hints at like he's about to punt fucking matt riddle getting up in the head and then he kind of like comes to his senses a little bit wouldn't you rather do that with cody rhodes versus randy orton though but wouldn't you oh yeah i guess so but hmm that's a good point like I would, I would probably save that for Randy versus Cody, just because they already ha- have had a feud in the past of whose whose daddy is the best, which is like a weird feud to have. But uh, I'd probably save it for that, honestly. Um, but yeah, like the um, we've been talking about it for for a while now. What like the like last six months? It's like when is Randy gonna turn on uh, turn on Riddle and. It'd be really funny if he never did. He just stopped wrestling with Riddle. What if Riddle <laughs> punted him in the head? Oh, heel Riddle, the King of Bros. That'd be great. Yeah, but they're not gonna do that because <laughs> this is WWE. That's an idea, man. Randy's just on the ground, and it's like Matt Riddle's like crying and shit like that. They lost the titles, and he goes to get him up, and then he just, you know, frowns and just looks at him in rage, and you know, kind of does that thing that where he just gets more aggressive in the thing and then just kicks him in the fucking head and then just beats the shit out of him hits him a couple times with a chair and just yeah, leaves just furious hits him, hits him with a fucking crescent kick and he's like randy yeah. uh it'd be pretty good i mean they could do that uh, but i feel like they've already pinned in whatever they want matt riddle to do it's a good point unfortunately so uh, oh, shout out to my boy Austin Theory. We talked about this on his show, but him crawling up that cage away from Brock Lesnar was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, dude. He was like Spider Man, <laughs> and then you had the Hulk going after his ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck? Well, we're almost there, but uh, I, the build has been interesting with this last one. I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to the match, but I don't. I know he's got a new Alter Bridge song, man, but. Uh, are you digging Undertaker Edge? No. Me neither. <laughs> he just yells a lot. <laughs> He's just yelling. It's not even a promo. <laughs> He's ultimate warrioring pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of this uh, version of Edge. Isn't he supposed to be the calm, collected, I'm going to screw you out of the... Like he's more like a chicken shit heel, like like a Ric Flair kind of guy, and yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. So I haven't been a huge fan. He literally has a purple light on him the whole entire time. It's like, bro, we got it. Okay. Mm. You know what's awesome, Christian? 
<laughs> he's got a pet dinosaur for Christ's sakes. Um, Goddamn right. He's, he's got a whole tag tag team title ship over there. That'll be the fun heel turn. That's the one I'm more looking forward to than Edge. Like I, I just don't understand why Edge like decided to murder AJ Styles. Like the story doesn't even make any sense. AJ got murdered by Omos. Then went to NXT, then came back, and then Edge is like, I'm about to fuck up AJ Styles. And you're like, All Yeah, right, after the last time I we guess. saw Edge, he was he was fucking skipping with Beth Phoenix to the ring to beat up the Miz and fucking Murray's too. Makes no sense. Yeah, he's but, like, I'm a happy baby face with my wife. It's fun. My wife. This, this uh, has <laughs> potential, though, I will say. This has potential to be the best wrestling match, though, at WrestleMania. Uh, that They have everything to be able to provide that, but... I just don't really care about their build-up towards it, and they better do something tomorrow night to give me a little more enthusiasm. But as far as a wrestling match, Edge and fucking AJ Styles should not have a bad match, Chris. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, people like Edge way more than I do, so uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, do you have AJ or Edge going over? I guess Edge, I, if they're going to keep him around. Are you saying that Edge has the edge on this match? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, well, AJ loses like every other match, so. Nope. I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, if anyone's going to draw a good match out of Edge at this point, it's probably AJ Styles. So yeah. we'll see. Should be a good match. I don't really, but it doesn't matter who wins. They're not even in the title picture. <laughs> well, you know who is in the title picture. <laughs> we got the next match: the Beast, Brock Lesnar, WWE Champion, versus Roman Reigns, Universal Champion, with Paul Heyman in his corner, the Tribal Chief. Winner takes all. WWE Champion, WWE Universal Championship, unifying match. Holy hell! Here's the thing. I said I made you know a statement about last match being potentially can be one of the better wrestle wrestle wrestled matches at WrestleMania this year. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, besides what happens with Austin and KO, this has the most build up. And the weirdest fucking thing, Chris, is this has been what two times where they've had a match in the past where I wasn't looking forward to that main event whatsoever. With Brock and Roman, but they've done such a good job. Both characters, they're they're performing at such a high level, both with their their uh, you know their promos and also their you know their, this is going to be a fucking fun match. It's not going to be anything too crazy or stupid, but it's going to be a fun match. And I think that the Tribal Chief needs to win this. And I kind of do hope. I would love for that night to end with. You smell what the rock is cooking. Rock just walks out, just gets right in his cousin's face, looks at him, maybe looks at the audience like he does, and just looks at him and kind of like maybe just does a just bring it sort of thing. And that sets up the small little thing going to next year, which will be the WrestleMania match between Roman and the rock. That's what I would love to happen. I don't have to have that happen. This just needs to be a fun match. And it's like, at this point, it doesn't even have to be that crazy, honestly. They've done such a good job with the buildup that I will accept whatever, and I think that Roman has been performing at 
so much higher of a level than he ever has beforehand. He understands his character, and Brock Lesnar is fucking Brock Lesnar. So, if you can't tell, Chris, I'm excited about this match. I'm excited, but I'm going opposite of you. I think Brock wins it. I think Brock wins the title, and that sets up everything you're doing forward. Cowboy Brock is having a great time in wrestling. Now you got people chasing him. Got heel, uh, you got you the heel Usos and Tribal Chief. You got like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a better way to go. Also, Roman has held the belt for what, like 600 days or some some ridiculous shit. Just trying to make uh, break <laughs> break records over here. Everyone is on the side of Roman, which makes me feel like that uh, you had to be something to put the title on Brock. And it's fine. If Brock's going to stick around, that's awesome. Um, as far as like what you're talking about with the, the Rock, Rock could come out and challenge uh, Brock, and then you hear the glass break. Then Austin comes back out. He just beat Kevin Owens' ass. If you want to go that route, could have Austin win, could set that up. That would be a bigger match than most of the stuff they have on their roster. But um, I don't know. Like, Roman doesn't necessarily need a title. Brock is kind of the king of just carrying it through. So I'm going to go with Brock. Bold prediction. Brock Lesnar wins. Everybody else is like, you're crazy. And that's exactly why I think Vince McMahon will do the exact opposite. Brock will murder all these people. Um, Hopefully this is not where Cody shows up and he like screws over Roman or something. Um, no, and they actually have a match with Cody as opposed to something like this, but you could do it's WWE. So it's hard to judge. I'm going to go with Brock, man. Canadian cowboy is pretty fucking good, dude, especially if he's driving forklifts around and talking about killing mooses. It's pretty good. Well, I'll I'll agree to disagree, but we're we're gonna find out very soon. Um, you know, one way or the other, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Oh, shit, a fucking week from now, Chris, we're gonna be getting ready for that match, and hopefully, we aren't in pain from whatever the hell we saw Saturday night. Uh, but Wrestle Fucking Mania, man, it's here. It's almost here. Do you think they ship that match the first night and they do two Brock versus Roman matches? And they throw a no, stip on the second match? I don't I don't I don't think so. Oh man, I just can't imagine if you bought a ticket on Saturday night and you're like, oh I missed Brock and Lesnar because I wanted well, to see Stone Cold. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that that's why, to me, if anything happens with Austin, it's going to be impromptu, and it's going to be probably Saturday night, and the Cody and Seth thing will be on Saturday, because Sunday's stacked. The biggest matches they have on Saturday are the two women's championship matches, and I think both of them have suffered. Like, yeah, you can have Bianca get her throat, her throat you know, Ricky steamboated basically by fucking Becky, but... The heat from what happened at, at SummerSlam doesn't really help that match. And I think that a lot of us, just a lot of the stuff from Charlotte and uh, Ronda with Ronda specifically has kind of taken me out of that match. So they need something 
bigger, I would say. And that's why I think that that's probably where you're going to see those two matches if the Austin one is a match. Right, but you could set up a second match for Sunday. I don't think they're going to do two matches, though. Why would they do that? Uh, fuck finish on the first match, stipulation match on the second match. Sunday. Possible. I don't know. But, hey. That's what I would do. I mean, like, I'm going to get Brock on both shows. So people Oh, you're watch talking it. about Brock. You're talking about Brock. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I see that happening either. Yeah, like I mean, I could be wrong. Well, it's, it's also me booking versus Vince booking, so that's that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's it's very different. That's why it's like I I could see fucking you know Austin beating Kevin Owens because it's fucking Vince. Um, but who knows? Anyways, it'll be fun. It'll it's be WrestleMania. Fun. It's always fun. Da 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 da. WrestleMania. Anyways, oh. you guys, we're great. Thanks for listening to us. Hope you enjoyed this episode and our breakdown for what's going to be happening with WrestleMania. Uh, Chris, say goodbye to all the lovely people. At Twitter, at Chris R Patton on Twitter, Facebook, Christopher R Patton. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think, Brock? Is Brock walking out with the title or not? Because uh, he should. Canadian Cowboy is pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Oh, God, it's weird. We're on Sunday. I was like almost week because Sunday is the first day of the week, Dane, technically. So we're technically. not really in the weekend anymore. Uh, but anyways, everyone have a good time. And, uh, yeah. WrestleMania next week, and we'll have we'll have something for you guys. Um, Dane and I will get together and, and call some debauchery at some point. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, Christopher dot R. Patton on Facebook. And you guys can find me at Danealves42 on Twitter or Danealves on Instagram and Facebook. Hit me up. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, Sundays are fun to do these shows because like I have nothing left in the tank, but uh, you know, <laughs> still a good time no matter what. So you guys have a good one out there over in the universe, not just the WWE <laughs> universe, but the whole fucking world and universe. And maybe sometimes we'll just go back and uh, realize uh, that triple H is the game. And that's it. I got the voices in my head, just like Randy Orton. Hope you guys have a lovely time. Listen to us every week. We do the show uh, usually on Saturdays or Sundays, usually on Saturdays. And then we'll have it out Sunday or Monday. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those things. And rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. You guys have a good one. Let the Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you. And as always, peace out. Ah, stop!